0: on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. While most of the foods on the list of 15 foods never to feed your baby, we avoid them because they're potential choking hazards. With honey, the situation is a little different. So we don't do any honey for babies up until one. And that's because of the risk for botulism, which is a neurotoxin which babies still developing immune systems, they don't have the capacity to handle that. And so honey could potentially cause botulism. And unfortunately we've actually have seen infant botulism deaths. A lot of times it tends to be in cultures where they utilize honey pacifiers. So honey in food, honey as a pacifier, honey as a cough suppressant. We wanna steer clear of all of that because of the risk for botulism, at least until your baby is one. Another thing about honey is that it's an added sugar. We don't do any added sugars until kids are two. So really no upside to honey. As a dietitian specializing in baby-led weaning, I'm a huge fan of sharing and celebrating all of the foods that your baby safely can learn how to eat. And babies can eat most foods, but not all foods. So in today's episode, I wanna share with you 15 foods never to feed your baby. Now, most of these, are going to be because of the potential for choking risk, right? So our goal is to educate ourselves about lowering choking risk, because you might have heard the research that shows that when you start solid foods with a baby-led approach, there's no higher risk of choking compared to traditional adult-led spoon feeding, provided that the parents are educated about reducing choking risk. So here we are. Let's get educated about lowering choking risk by talking about which foods not to feed your baby. But there are some other foods on this list that are kind of outside of the choking realm and for general and then also very specific health reasons, we don't offer to babies. So I like to start each of these mini baby led weaning training episodes with a BLW tip of the day. And today's tip is don't offer small pieces of food very early on. It's kind of counterintuitive, right? You're like, I'm going to cut this food up super duper small so the baby doesn't choke on it. But actually, with baby led weaning, we do longer pieces of food about the size of your adult pinky finger so that your baby can use their whole hand or their palmar grasp, because they don't have their pincer grasp yet when you just start out, right? They're gonna use that whole hand or the palmar grasp to rake and scoop those longer, soft pieces of food up and safely into their mouth, where then the baby will be the one driving the eating experience. Like, that's the whole point of baby led weaning. So hang tight. I'm going to go through all the 15 foods, some of which are unsafe and we never want to feed them. But there are some foods that we can modify and make previously unsafe foods like apples, for example, super safe for your baby to eat. Now, I want to start with a quick story. There is an article that I wrote a little while back called Real Life Stories of Babies Choking on Food. And you might be like, oh, that's a terrible clickbait title. It's actually not. It is a good title, Uh, but they are real life stories. And what it had was seven different moms who shared their stories of their babies really choking on food with the intention being so that other parents can learn from their mistakes. So the intent of this article is, of course, not to shame those moms. So listen, I hope that this never happens to anyone else's baby. And so I'm going to link to that article. Again, it's called Real Life Stories of Babies Choking on Food. That'll be in the description where you're listening to this episode, but it's also on the show notes for this episode. So for all the episodes, the show notes, if you go to blwpodcast.com slash eight, that will take you to the show notes with all of the resources that I have for each of the episodes and the list of the 15 foods that I'm going to go through today in this episode that we never want to feed our baby. I have them all already like lined up for you in a free downloadable PDF. So it's a free feeding guide called 15 Foods Never to Feed. I don't know if you're like the type who like takes notes during podcasts, but this is one just listen to to absorb the information and then go download the free feeding guide, 15 foods never to feed. But also read that article about real life stories of babies choking on food, because, again, the intention here is to educate yourself about lowering choking risk. And so this friend of mine, she's a fellow dietitian. She shared in the article that I was writing that her son was about nine months old and he was eating leftover pasta that mom was serving from a container. So mom didn't realize that there were garbanzo beans in the bottom of the container. She was kind of like feeding it. She said like, you know, I wasn't super paying attention, but like, I forgot that they were in there. And so I gave it to the baby. The baby had a silent choke. Both the grandma and the mom were sitting at the table with the baby and they noticed that the baby was turning blue. He hadn't made one noise, mom said. So the parents had taken an infant refresher CPR course and other infant safety courses. But in the moment, mom said, quote, I honestly just froze. I started screaming. My husband was home. He ran over, put my son upside down and started doing back blows. The food flew out of his mouth. Okay. And I just want to reiterate the importance of knowing CPR. Okay. Choking is a very rare, but real risk. And my suggestion is that all parents take an infant refresher CPR course prior to when you start solid foods. I know you guys all took CPR before your baby was born, but like, Hello, that was six months ago. And I don't know about you, but I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning, let alone the particulars of an online course I took six months ago. So I take an online refresher infant CPR course every quarter for my work. And I'm an affiliate for the company that hosts it. And so if you are interested in taking online CPR, I have a discount code, KD10. They'll take an extra $10 off. This is already a really affordable course. It knocks the price down another $10. I highly suggest that anybody who feeds your baby also takes infant CPR. And this is a good online way to do it. Get your skills up to snuff because CPR saves lives. But I also partnered with Brandon who teaches or runs the CPR company. And we co-teach along with another speech language pathologist, Brandon, who's a CPR certified instructor, myself, who's a registered dietitian specializing in baby led weaning, and this speech language pathologist, Dawn Winkleman. She's a pediatric swallowing expert. The three of us got together and we co-teach a choking prevention and response course. So for those of you who've like, listen, Katie, I've done your free workshop I've taken online CPR I've listened to all the things about reducing choking risk but I'm still very anxious about my baby choking on food I created the choking prevention and response course for you this course is a little intense heads up it's very involved but it talks all about how babies learn to chew and swallow we talk about safe hive chair positioning I spent a ton of time teaching about safe food prep if you feel like you need additional education about choking prevention and what to do if your baby does choke I'll link to that course in the description where you're listening to this episode, as well as the show notes at blwpodcast.com slash eight. And that affiliate discount code KD10 also works for $10 off of the choking course. And you'll have lifetime access to that as well as CPR as well. So some resources for you. Okay. Read the choking article. Make sure you take CPR, check out the choking and prevention and response course if you are so inclined, but then stay away from these 15 foods. These are the 15 foods never to feed your baby. And if you want to download this in a free feeding guide form, there's a free PDF linked up where you're listening to this episode. So you can get 15 foods never to feed your baby delivered right to your inbox. Number one is thick globs of nut butter. Okay, thick globs of nut butter, like peanut or almond butter, can easily become lodged on the roof or the sides of your baby's mouth. So my suggestion is that you thin out your nut butter, okay, so do smooth, unsalted, Unsweetened peanut butter, so not crunchy, no sugar, no salt, and then mix it really well with breast milk formula or unsweetened applesauce. Get it so it slides easily off of your adult spoon. That's how you know that it is then thin enough to not get lodged in the roof of your baby's mouth. So we like nut butters, peanut butter for introducing peanut protein, and other nut butters for introducing the other allergenic food category, which is tree nut, but we don't want to do the thick globs of nut butter. My preferred way to introduce babies to peanut and tree nut is Sometimes I'll do the thinned out peanut butter, but it is kind of messy and smelly and I just don't love peanut butter. But I love the baby peanut puffs and the baby almond puffs from the company called Puffworks Baby. They make baby lead weaning puffs for introducing both peanut and tree nut. And my affiliate discount code BabyLED works for, I believe 20% off at puffworks.com and I'll link that up as well in case you wanna get a case of peanut or a case of almond in order to start those allergenic foods. So first up on the list of 15 foods never to feed, Thick Globs of Nut Butters. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Second, whole intact nuts, okay? Because whole intact nuts or crunchy pieces of nuts, those are choking hazard for early eaters. You guys are going to learn, oh yeah, I got to give my baby peanut early and often. I got to do tree nuts early and often, but we don't do the actual nuts, Okay. You can utilize nut flours. You can do the thinned out nut butter, like I was describing a second ago. You can do the baby nut puffs to safely introduce allergenic foods to babies, but don't do the intact nuts. Okay. We don't do anything hard, crunchy, or crispy. You're going to hear that over and over and over. I love those baby peanut puffs from PuffWorks Baby because they're the softest puff on the market. They dissolve very easily in your baby's mouth. So you can start those puffs even before your baby has teeth, right? Having teeth is not a prerequisite for readiness to feed. Some babies are born with teeth. It's super weird. Look it up on Google images. It's like crazy. Um, Some babies don't get teeth until after age one. Having or not having teeth doesn't have any bearing on whether or not your child can start solid foods, but the Puffworks baby peanut puffs, they're awesome because they dissolve so easily. And again, that code is baby lead. If you guys want to grab a case, I suggest a case of peanut and a case of almond to get started and you're good. You knocked out two of the allergenic food categories and you didn't have to do it in a form that was a potential choking hazard. Number three on the list, whole grapes or cherry or grape tomatoes. Okay, so whole grapes or whole cherry tomatoes or whole grape tomatoes, choking hazard for babies. Okay, we cut these foods into quarters for older infants, and I continue to cut them in half even after age one. Okay, the thing you have to remember is that grape tomatoes and cherry tomatoes and actual grapes are not good first foods for babies because your earlier eater, six, seven, eight months of age, that baby doesn't have their pincer grasp. So even if you cut it into quarters, they can't pick it up yet and put it into their mouth. So again, that's why I do those foods for later years, older infants, okay, after they get their pincer grasp, focus on other fruits and vegetables first. There's plenty of them on my 101st foods list. You can push grapes and the tomatoes a little bit later if you want. Number four is we don't offer any raw, crunchy fruits or vegetables, okay, because raw, crunchy or crispy hard fruits or vegetables are choking hazards for babies. Okay, raw apples routinely cited as one of the most dangerous foods for children. You can peel the apples, core the apples, cut and poach the apples or cook them until they're fork tender. You can do that with lots of fruits and vegetables in order to make them safe for your baby to feed. You cut them into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger, but we don't do any raw, hard, crunchy, or crispy fruits or vegetables, including raw bell peppers. Number five, dried fruits, okay? Dried fruits, like raisins and prunes, are a choking hazard for babies because sticky dried fruits, they can easily become lodged on the roof or the sides of your baby's mouth, but you can make dried fruits into homemade purees that you offer from a preloaded spoon, or if it's really thinned out, you can do it out of an open cup, but no dried fruits because, again, those are a choking hazard. Number six, popcorn. Popcorn is a choking hazard. Duh, not an ideal first baby food, right? There's way safer ways to offer your baby's corn. My favorite is to do homemade polenta. So, polenta that you buy from the store, like on the shelf, way too high in salt. Skip that, make it yourself, get a cup of cornmeal, mix it with three cups of water, boil it, stir it till it's thick, cool it, offer it to your baby from a preloaded spoon. And another cool thing about cooked polenta is that when it cools further, you can form it into patties, fry it, cut it into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger. That's a great way to do a whole grain for your baby and don't offer your baby popcorn. All right, number seven, this is last up on the part of the 15 foods never to feed list that's about choking are hard and gummy candies. Again, you're probably rolling your eyes. Like who would feed a baby hard gummy candies? They are a choking risk for babies. And please be aware that babies might be given these foods by older children in the household, or they'll find them and consume them themselves. If they find them on the floor, they're crawling around or exploring if candies are let out. So obviously no hard or gummy candies for babies, but also they've added sugar in them. We don't do added sugars until babies at least are two and babies don't need dessert. Okay, the next section of the 15 foods never to feed your baby list is about health risk foods. So number eight, is unpasteurized raw foods and drinks, okay? Unpasteurized raw foods and drinks such as raw milk or raw cheese or unpasteurized juices and ciders can cause foodborne illness in your baby. These foods and drinks have been linked to listeria, E. coli, and other foodborne illness outbreaks. So pasteurization is just the process of heating foods to a temperature that kills harmful pathogens and pasteurization does not alter the nutrition content of the foods and drinks, Pasteurization makes those foods safer for your baby to eat. Avoid the unpasteurized raw foods and drinks. Number nine, this is another health risk food, is we don't do fluid cow's milk in place of infant milk for babies. Okay, fluid cow's milk, not an appropriate replacement for infant milk. Infant milk is breast milk or formula for your baby less than 12 months of age. And yes, your baby can have cow's milk or dairy foods and ingredients as part of the weaning diet. Okay, that's the way we introduce cow's milk protein to help reduce the risk of cow's milk protein allergy down the road, but we don't do fluid cow's milk in place of the breast milk or the formula, right? Because it's nutritionally incomplete for infants and should not be substituted for breast milk and or commercial infant formula. Number 10, honey. Honey and other syrups should be avoided for babies under the age of 12 months because of the risk for botulism. So your baby's still developing immune system cannot prevent the spores of Clostridium botulinum from growing like we as adults can. So foods like honey and syrups, also they have added sugars, which are not appropriate for infants. So just skip the honey at least till 12 months of age, but even beyond that if you can. Number 11, high mercury fish. Certain types of large fish may contain higher levels of mercury, which is a heavy metal that can impair your baby's health and development. So the highest level mercury fish to avoid are things like king mackerel, marlin, orange ruffy, shark, swordfish, tilefish from the Gulf of Mexico and big eye tuna. These are part of the U.S.'s Environmental Protection Agency and the Department of Health and Human Services joint recommendations on fish safety for pregnancy, infancy, and childhood. And if you guys are interested in tuna, I know parents always ask tons of questions about tuna. Fish is one of the big nine allergenic foods, right? We want your baby to be exposed to fish protein, but there is some concern about mercury levels in tuna. And if you guys are interested in learning more about tuna, because sometimes parents are like, what about canned tuna? Can my baby have that? There is some concern about canned tuna, all tuna, so all canned tuna, both albacore and chunk light tuna being too high in mercury for babies. And that I know personally, the Consumer Reports recommendations are the ones that I follow over the US government in this case. And I've done a lot of extensive research. I've interviewed the head scientists from Consumer Reports, as well as the scientist who did all of the analysis of the tuna cans that the US government also used to make the recommendation saying tuna is safe and Consumer Reports is saying it's not safe go listen to episode 232. It's called Tuna Talk. Is it safe for babies to eat canned tuna? That's with Dr. Michael Hansen from Consumer Reports. It's really in-depth, but if you're like on the fence about whether or not to do canned tuna for your baby, I personally feel there's lots of other safer ways to offer your baby that potentially allergenic food. Fish as opposed to tuna, but there are some instances when you might consider doing tuna and we kind of break it down. Again, that's in episode 232, but we do want to avoid those high mercury fish in the list. And I'll link to those EPA guidelines in the show notes for this episode as well. If you want to read more about that. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Besides baby led weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen to? Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last. So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so that's number 11. Number 12 we wanna avoid regular use of rice foods and drinks. Okay, regular use of rice foods and drinks is not recommended for babies because of the potential for arsenic toxicity. Okay, arsenic is a heavy metal that can impair your baby's health and development. So you can offer rice foods in moderation, but we recommend that you cook rice in high quantities of water to lower arsenic and avoid rice drinks for babies. And I did a whole podcast episode about this pasta water method for cooking rice. This is in episode 259. It talks a little bit about how you can, you know, you cook pasta in lots of water. You can do it with rice, okay? It leaches out some of the arsenic. That's in episode 259. And if you just can't get enough arsenic information, episode 246, actually interviewed Charlotte Brody and Jane Houlihan from Healthy Babies Bright Future. They're the group that's done a ton of work about heavy metals in baby food. They're the ones that teach about this pasta water preparation method for cooking rice foods. That's episode 246. And that's again about arsenic in baby food, but steer clear from regular use of rice foods and drinks. Okay, the last little category of the 15 foods never to feed list are general health concerns. Number 13, stay away from foods with added sugar. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends no sugars for children under the age of two. When you're reading your food labels of the foods that you can offer your baby, I'm advising you to look for zero grams of sugar in the added sugars line. Okay, there's lots of foods that have naturally occurring sources of sugar, right? Like lactose is the milk sugar in the infant milk, either breast milk or formula your baby's drinking. And fruits have naturally occurring sugar and whole grains have naturally occurring sugars, but we don't want added sugars. And a lot of foods that are marketed to babies and children do contain added sugars. So steer clear of foods with added sugar. Number 14, any foods with excess salt, okay? Avoid offering babies excessively salty foods like packaged and processed foods or fast foods or certain convenience foods, okay? Babies need to explore the flavors of foods, not super salty additives, okay? My general rule of thumb is that if I'm at the grocery store and I'm looking for a food that I'm gonna serve to my baby, I'm looking for less than 100 milligrams of sodium per serving on a packaged food if I'm gonna be offering it to the baby. Two caveats there. Okay, babies don't eat the full adult portion size, right? The Nutrition Facts panel posts information on the label about adult portion sizes. Your baby is gonna eat way less. And on top of that, most of the foods that you're offering your baby for baby-led weaning, especially if you're doing my 100 first foods approach, those are real wholesome, intact foods that are not packaged or processed. So sometimes, these are sometimes foods, right? We sometimes have to rely on packaged foods and we wanna choose the lowest sodium ones possible. All right, number 15, fruit juice no-brainer, do not offer babies fruit juice. Babies can eat fruit, you guys. They should not drink it. Fruit juice consumption in childhood has been linked to dental caries, which are cavities and excess weight gain, and the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends complete avoidance of juice until one. All right, so quick summary. The choking foods to steer clear of, one, thick globs of nut butter, two, whole intact nuts, three, whole grapes or cherry or grape tomatoes, four, raw crunchy fruits and vegetables, five, dried fruits, six, popcorn, seven, hard and gummy candies. The next category, the health risk foods, we steer clear of eight, unpasteurized raw foods and drinks, nine, no fluid cow's milk in place of infant milk, 10, no honey before one, 11, steer clear of those high mercury fish, 12, avoid regular use of rice, foods and drinks. And then for general health concerns, number 13, stay away from foods with added sugar, 14, stay away from foods with excess salt. 15 No Fruit Juice for Your Baby. If you want to download the whole list, print it out, put it on your fridge. I have that free feeding guide for you that summarizes this info. It's called 15 Foods Never to Feed Your Baby. Click the link where you are listening to the podcast or head to the show notes at blwpodcast.com forward slash eight to download that feeding guide. And a special thanks to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, Airwave Media has some awesome podcast opportunities for you. We are online at blwpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time.